When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We love it and the world loves it too. The Olympic Games is officially one of the most appealing sports and entertainment events globally. And the excitement for Paris 2024 is higher than for any other upcoming major sporting event. And that's not just from me. I'm Michael. And I'm John. And this is Anything But Footy, the Olympic and Paralympic podcast. And we're talking anything but the Footy World Cup. We'll look through the latest independent research and discuss the bad bits as well. And once again, the Paralympics has led the way by suspending Russia and Belarus from its organisation. Will the Olympics be next? Don't hold your breath. Oh, and why we've been singing this for the last few weeks. All coming from... It's Father Abraham. Details coming up. (laughs) Also coming up in this episode, as well as our news from the Games, we'll run through all the other non-football sport to watch over the next few weeks. Plus, if you thought the Olympic sports season was coming to an end, think again. The winter sports seasons are just getting underway and we'll have the latest Team GB results from the snow and ice world. And as ever, you can always let us know what you think. Get in touch anytime on Twitter at anythingbutf. You can message us on Insta and watch our reels there as well. Plus, find us on Facebook, visit our website, anythingbutfooty.com, or drop us an email, anythingbutfooty at gmail.com. So let's crack on then. And as I said right at the start, the Olympic Games continues to be the most appealing sports and entertainment event in the world. That's not just me saying this. <laughs> the findings were part of a consumer survey conducted by Publicist Sport and Entertainment Group in March 2022. These are the stats. Over 28,000 people aged between 13 and 65 across 16 territories. Also, the Olympic rings remain one of the most widely recognised symbols globally. And looking to the future, excitement for Paris is higher than for any of the other upcoming major sports events included in the survey. So Brand Olympics is in rude health. Mm. But what about the International Olympic Committee? We were listening to an interview recently when we heard that someone said they love the Olympics, but they hate the IOC or they don't <laughs> like the IOC. That's, Maybe yeah. hate's a bit harsh. That's the ge- the general public. Love the the Brand Olympics, but but don't like the IOC as an, as an organisation. You're right. Yeah. And big decisions ahead after the Paralympics, that's the IPC, at an extraordinary General Assembly in Berlin, have voted to suspend the National Paralympic Committees of Russia and Belarus. That decision stems from their inability to comply with their membership obligations under the IPC constitution. Now, they do both have the right to appeal that decision. And should any appeal not be upheld, then 
Only the General Assembly can revoke the suspension. I hope you're keeping up here. The next IPC General Assembly is due to take place in the final quarter of next year, 2023, at a venue yet to be confirmed. It will take place six months before Paris 2024. So the IPC have led the way again. Will the Olympics be next? Unlikely, we think. Thomas Buck has certainly, in his latest speech at the G20, seems to be suggesting, John, that there might be a way for, for Russian and Belarusian athletes to compete in Paris. Yeah, he's had a speech. It was a couple of weeks ago now, as you say, at the G20. And he's also had at the UN last week an actual resolution which is calling on major international sports events to be organised in the spirit of peace. Let's break down what Thomas Bach said to the G20, Michael. Olympic sport needs the participation of all athletes who accept the rules, even and especially if their countries are in confrontation or at war. Now, I've spoken on this podcast several times and you've always played devil's advocate and said, well, this is why the IOC are doing this. But that to me is not Thomas Bach about to say to Russia and Belarus, like the IPC, you're out of the Olympics. Yeah, it sounds as though he's laying the the ground, if you like, for uh, Russian and Belarusian athletes to compete. Now, we've seen, obviously, in the past, and you know the reasoning behind that was the systematic abuse and the, the doping scandals. We've seen in the past, they've always tried to find a way of bringing <laughs> Russian athletes in, whether that is competing under the olympic flag not allowing the russian anthem not allowing you know russian uniforms or whatever not being able to march in the opening ceremony all those you know little things that the ioc have been able to do and it seems to me as though you know they are they're heading that way again and i'm just mindful of a conversation that that we've had recently Mm. um with with someone very high up in in sport in this country and um and what they said to us was, from an athlete point of view, um, you just want to know. Um, and we were talking w- with reference to the the One Love armbands uh, at the yeah. World Cup, and you know the the lateness of the decision. Were were the the major European soccer nations gonna wear those armbands or not? You know, it was a decision that was made very very late in the day. And as an athlete, you just when you're going into something like a, a men's football World Cup or an Olympic Games. You just want certainty. You just you just want to know what you're doing. You don't want things in the background that are still unknowns because you want to, to focus on your performance and you want to think all of those details are dealt with. So, you know, the IOC, from an athlete point of view, need, need to make a decision and they need to make one sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. And they are going to be talking this week because the 11th Olympic Summit is taking place uh, all this week and we'll hear more about it. If you follow our social media feeds, we'll keep you up to date with no doubt more statements and there will be press conferences that we'll be attending as well. So uh, questions will be asked on it. But it's really interesting, Michael, isn't it, that you've got all this going on with the war in Ukraine and, and the uncertainty about Russia and, and, and Belarus. And the World Athletics had their big summit last week. Um, Seb Coe, of course, the president there. And they came out and said that Russia could be back in athletics next year. This is And, and, and they wanted to be really clear that, that they're not having any bearing on any council decision about whether Russia would be involved because of the war in Ukraine, because at the moment they would be banned from that as well. But what they're saying is that the Russian Federation, RUSAF, the Athletics Federation, is doing the right thing in turning around its culture 
in the whole war against drugs. And we know that we, we praise the IPC for leading the way against Russia in, in both drugs and uh, before Rio. And of course, at the Winter Olympics in Beijing this year, the Winter Paralympics. But also it was athletics who banned Russia from competing as Russian flag at the Tokyo Olympics as well. And they and, and actually the Rio Olympics, they had to, to run as, as neutral athletes, didn't they? So a- athletics have been leading the way on this, on a drugs war as well. It's one of those things, though, isn't it? where you can never escape the political side of sport. And and maybe no. it's something that we will bring into um, with the fact that, you know, we're not talking about the Footy World Cup, but Qatar says it wants to stage the Olympics maybe in, in, in 2036. Um, the fact that you've got all these journalists out covering the Football World Cup and they all started off saying, you know, this is where it shouldn't be. There's lots of protests. It's It's been bad for human rights. It's not... A, now we're two weeks in. England are in the quarterfinals, and you, and you see the likes of Martin Pugach saying, "Well, actually, this is quite a good tournament. Yeah, everything's going brilliantly. That that is sports washing, isn't it, Michael? Yeah, and you know, I I hear the argument. Well, if we don't take big events to these nations, then we're never going to affect change. I don't necessarily agree with that. The Olympic Games went to Beijing in China in in two thousand and eight. In controversial circumstances, it went back to Beijing in China in 2022 for the Winter Games. Had anything changed in the intervening years? Did hosting the Olympics in 2008 open China up in any way? Absolutely not. Mm. If anything, you know, things got even worse. Um, But the World Cup, FIFA, um, the IOC, they, they need these nations. They need these nations that, you know, we judged by our own standards in this country as, you know, not being top of the table, to use a sporting term. They need these nations because they know that when they are looking for potential hosts, future hosts, it will be the likes of China and Qatar who are putting themselves forward. And, you know, a lot of reading that, you know, Germany might be looking at at staging a, a future Olympic bid again. But a lot of, you know, countries, and certainly we discussed it last time, didn't we, with the Winter Olympics, a lot of countries are looking at the Olympics, looking at the Winter Olympics and and turning their back on it and walking away. And it will be the likes of Qatar and it will be Russia and it will be China that continue to see the benefit of hosting events like this, whereas other countries like Germany, for example, might not. Mm. On a lighter note, official... Yeah, come on. Mascots, come on. (laughs) Official mascots have been revealed by the local organising committee of Paris 2024. We're 18 months away. Uh, Called the Friges... The Frisians, the tri- the tribe of mascots, are named after the iconic French hat that was used in the Revolution. If you Google it, you will see some of the hats that were used in the Revolution, and you'll probably now see the Frisians as well. Although we can't see quite past this. Are you all coming from? From Smurfland, where we belong. Are you talking just like us? No, the Smurfs. <laughs> they, they look like Smurfs to me. Michael. Yes, they do look like Smurfs. <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're not Mandeville. And they're not Wenlock. I get it. They're not uh, Vinicius from from Rio, but they do. And they and I understand the hats, and I get it. But all I can see is the blue, and and it's the French flag. I get it, but it, they are Smurfs. <laughs> well, you know, we like Smurfs, don't we? So. Why not? It's one of those things, isn't it? There's always, um, you know, little stepping stones on the way to an Olympic Games. 
um, that cause you know controversy where there shouldn't be. The the unveiling of a logo, for mm. example. Do you remember when London unveiled its yes. logo and everyone's saying, what on earth is that? And when London unveiled their mascots as well, Wenlock and, and Mandeville, the Olympic and the Paralympic mascots. Again, controversy on, on things that there shouldn't be controversy. There's bigger things to be worrying about in the world of Olympic and Paralympic sport at the minute than whether the mascots look like Smurfs. And tickets for the first time are now available to all global fans on one place and you can log on and you can try and get in the draw for the Paris 2024 Olympic and Paralympic Games. It's the first time ever that they've had one site for all global fans. It's open right through until January 31st. You just need to go on and put your details in. It does ask you some of the sport that you might be interested in, but you can put your name down for a draw um, and and maybe get some tickets for the games because we keep saying it's like a home games isn't it for us sounds to me like you've registered for tickets i'm still in the queue for peter k one by the way (laughs) only two million seven hundred and fifty four thousand three hundred and twenty two to go yeah and and what's good because i told some of my friends and they were like oh yeah we've 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 registered as well because i sent them the link and they said but they replied in french and i went well to be fair the olympics was set up by a frenchman and it is the official language of the Olympics. It is based in Lausanne and it is the official language of the Olympics, which is why they always do it in English and French uh, at every announcement. And when they're in Rio, you add the Brazilian announcements into it and Tokyo, Japanese and all that. So that's why. That, so I did say, look, I think the French are going to be quite protective about these Olympics. So, yes, you did have to press the translate button to go, oh, yes, I have been registered. Thankfully, my French is not that strong to uh, know that I had actually done it correctly. Uh, Quick other headline on the Paralympics. Um, Good luck to these people because they've named the uh, Chef de Mission team, the British Paralympic Association, for the Paralympic Games in Paris 2024. Once again, Chef de Mission Penny Briscoe OBE, who successfully led the British team, of course, to impressive second place finishes in both Rio and Tokyo, has appointed three deputy chefs de mission. Uh, Phil Smith, for sport, Verity Naylor for operations and Johnny Rowell for performance services, formerly of British Triathlon. Uh, three incredibly talented people, along with Penny, and we wish them all the best for the Paralympics. Still to come, a full rundown of some of the other sporting events in the world away from the Men's Football World Cup. First, some news from the Games, and it seems the future of modern pentathlon is now secure in the Olympics after a vote to bring in the obstacle course. Yes, I did say that. Instead of horse riding as the fifth discipline, junior levels will now start as early as next year doing it in their competitions. British Pentathlon say they're now working on a strategy to incorporate it into their training schedules and post Paris plans. We have had a flurry of World Cups, of course, recently. We've had the uh, Men's T20 Cricket World Mm. Cup, which was won by England. We had uh, the Women's Rugby Union World Cup, where England were beaten in the final. And, of course, uh, England hosted the Rugby League World Cup, and it was won. The men's and the women's tournament was won by Australia, with England winning a fantastic Wheelchair Rugby League World Cup. Congratulations to England. GB Taekwondo has had some medal success at the World Championships in Mexico. Not quite the elusive gold medal, though. Three medals over the course of the first three days. Bradley Sinden won silver. Jay Jones and Elia Powell both won bronze in their respective categories. 
a very good friend of anything but footy will bailey is once again a world champion congratulations to will the paralympic champion won gold at the world para table tennis championships in andalusia he beat european champion and world number two jean paul montanus from the netherlands 3-0 in the men's class seven singles ross wilson took bronze in the class eight olympic champion another friend of the podcast charlotte worthington we are name dropping here took fifth place at the uci urban cycling world championships in abu dhabi qualifying in second place the bmx freestyle star crashed during her second run when her foot slipped off the pedal we wish her well uh, european silver medalist kieran riley uh, finished in 10th place we have recently had the trampoline tumbling and double mini trampoline world championships in Bulgaria. Terrific results uh, for British gymnastics. 14 medals for Great Britain in various age group categories. Wow. A gold as well for the all-around team. And Bryony Page was part of that team, a two-time Olympic medalist. She won the individual silver two. And congratulations to British gymnastics' Tracy Whitaker, who was a winner at the UK Sport Coaching Awards recently. As I mentioned earlier, you think the Summer Olympics uh, sport is coming to an end. Well, just when that happens, the Winter Olympic sport gets underway and Sheffield staged the first ever figure skating Grand Prix to be held in the UK with British Olympic pair Lila Fear and Lewis Gibson just missing out to the Italians in the ice dance final. Uh, incredible few days in Sheffield. Well done to them. Japan's Mihara Maya won the women's short programme. The new-look British men's four bobsleigh team led by Bradley Hall with Taylor Lawrence, who competed in Beijing earlier this year. Greg Cackett and Aaron Gulliver make up the quartet. Top the standings for the first four-man race of the season in Whistler in Canada before finishing second in the first World Cup in Whistler behind the Germans. Bruce Moe and his curling team are once again European champions after a 5-4 win over Switzerland in the final. The Olympic silver medalists are now back-to-back -back European champions. Rebecca Morrison new look women's team finished in third place with a 9-5 win over Italy. British Skeleton had a Winter Olympics to forget earlier this year in Beijing, but they've bounced right back this season or slid back on track <laughs> in the World Cup in Whistler. Marcus Wyatt grabbed gold and his highest ever finish. Matt Weston was third and Brogan Crowley bagged her first ever World Cup podium with a second place in the Women's Skeleton. It is a remarkable turnaround after all of the mistakes and errors that happened at the Winter Olympics and some of the things that were said afterwards about the level of equipment and planning and preparation. So, yeah, really good start to this season for British Skeleton. Yeah, well, run down some of the other events you can look out for over the next few weeks if you're into that. Away from the snow and ice for a minute, the World Triathlon Championships came to a close in Abu Dhabi. A silver medal for Georgia Taylor-Brown behind Olympic friend champion... Friend of the podcast. <laughs> very, very good friend of the, of the podcast. Behind Olympic champion Dame... Flora Duffy uh, got her recognition as well. Uh, second place in the men's for Alex Yee overall as well, behind Frenchman uh, Leo Bergère, who is looking good for the home games of Paris 2024. Don't rule out you're seeing a lot more French athletes performing uh, incredibly well over the next few months. British Triathlon also won the men's and women's under-23 titles. Connor Bentley and Kate Waugh, congratulations to them. And what was great, were they all wearing the hashtag for George on their kit? Uh, the multi-paralympic medalist George Peasgood, who's recovering from a serious bike crash earlier this autumn. Of course, we wish him our very best too. Yes, I'd like to echo that. Could, uh, uh, hopefully a good recovery for George Peasgood over the next few weeks and months. I would like to mention as well, though, talking about Dame Flora Duffy, mm. that 
in Birmingham at the Commonwealth Games. Um, Flora Duffy obviously won the, the medal there yes. in Birmingham at the Commonwealth Games. And I was at the triathlon watching that. And then I had to race off to get to another sporting event later on in the afternoon with a, a colleague of, of ours um, who works for the Press Association. So we were racing to try and get to this this next sporting event. And we were obviously passing everybody who was walking back to their cars and their their transport connections. And one of the people that we passed as we raced back to our car was Flora Duffy. So I can quite <laughs> rightly claim that I beat Flora Duffy on the race back to the car park um, at the Commonwealth Games. As I went past, I was like, I think that's Flora Duffy. I can't believe I'm I'm walking faster than her. Anyway, this is Anything But Footy, the Anything But The Footy World Cup uh, podcast. And there's lots of other sports to be aware of during the course of the next few weeks. We thought we'd highlight them for you. And of course, keep you informed as the year comes to a close. Yeah, we've just had the World Junior Diving Championships uh, in Canada. And congratulations, she's won her first ever world title. Andrea spendalini Syriax, who had a, an amazing summer at the Commonwealth Games and the Europeans, is now world junior diving champion as well so well done to her in curling the world mixed doubles championship is taking place in scotland scotland have already qualified for the worlds in career in april four more teams will qualify from this event which is taking place in dumfries and there's lots of world cups away from the football the snowboard pipe and park world cup uh, taking place in the USA over the next couple of weekends. And also the Snowboard Cross World Cup uh, will be taking place as well in Italy in a couple of weeks' time as well. The Alpine Skiing World Cup is uh, also on the agenda in Germany very shortly. And then before Christmas, they will also then move to Italy. And the Bobsleigh Skeleton World Cup is also in the USA this coming week as well. December the 13th, that gets underway. And away from the snow and ice, the World Swimming Short Course Championships being hosted in Australia, in Melbourne. They take place on the between the 13th and the 18th of December. I tell you what, your mate, who you think should be up for Sports Personality of the Year, Ben Proud, is going out to that. If he won another world title with the Commonwealths and the Europeans, he'd be, he'd be up there, wouldn't he? When Sports Personality of the Year? Because they're going to wait for the that thing that we're not talking about to finish, aren't they? Yeah, they, I think it's the 21st of December. I know that because that's my wedding anniversary. <laughs> and I'm I'm currently wrestling with, with how to marry up those two engagements, my <laughs> wedding anniversary and wanting to watch Sports Personality of the Year. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, the GB hockey teams will be facing both Argentina and the Netherlands in the next few weeks as well because they fly to Argentina for a mini tournament of games. 41 men and women have been chosen in the team's first games for the new Pro League 2022-23, including seven potential debutants. And women's captain Holly Pernweb is set for a 100th cap as well you can stay with all of that following our social we're on insta we're on twitter uh, we're on facebook as well uh, stay with us for anything but the footy world cup back to other news from the games now birmingham will host the first ever european athletics championships to be held in the uk 2026 is the date for that one working in partnership with birmingham city council and uk sport uk athletics had high hopes of hosting Europe's most prestigious European athletics competition following the success of the Commonwealth Games at, at the Alexander Stadium this summer, 2026. There will also be the European Ice Skating Championships being held in Sheffield. So already, uh, 
UK sport working with local authorities to bring some big sporting events to the country over the next few years. Great to see. A little closer to home uh, in the next few weeks, in fact, uh, Keely Hodgkinson will be returning to the scene of her brilliant British indoor 800 metre record when she lines up for the World Indoor Tour Final in Birmingham on Saturday, February 25th. World 1500 metre champion outdoors Jake Whiteman will also be in action in the unique distance of 2,000 metres. And one other athletics headline for you, Commonwealth Games England have announced that Denise Lewis OBE will extend her tenure as the president of Commonwealth Games England to encompass the Victoria 2026 Games. It's going to be a busy year, 2026, by the sounds of it. Yes, it will. Uh, Winter Olympics, Winter Paralympics and, of course, Commonwealth Games in Australia as well. To return to Sports Personality of the Year, Jake Whiteman, of course, as a a World Athletics Champion, would probably hope, expect to be nominated for Sports Personality of the Year. You know I always like to have a a little investment in January and February on Sports Personality of the Year. I like to sort of predict who I think will do well in the sporting year. And this year, my investment was Keely Hodgkinson. I, I put a little bet on her thinking that she could end up this year with, with World European and Commonwealth Games titles. I don't think it will be Keely's year for Sports Personality of the Year. But I also, this year, tried to, to put a little investment on Georgia Taylor-Brown, mm. thinking that she might become World Triathlon Champion uh, just in time for the nominations. Obviously, as we've already mentioned, she was behind uh, Flora Duffy. Yeah. And when I, I spoke to the uh, the company involved, I said, I'd like to have a, a little investment on Georgia Taylor-Brown for Sports Personality of the Year. They could not offer me any odds, but they did offer me odds on Greg Rutherford. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not convinced that the people putting those together are entirely on top of their game. Oh my anyway, uh, Olympic champion and triple world championship medalist Tom Dean has been named British Swimming's champion athlete for this year at a gala awards night in Manchester. Maisie Summers-Newton, who won two Paralympic golds on her Games debut in Tokyo, then went one better at this year's World Paraswimming Championships, won the outstanding paraswimmer crown. Tom Daly's maiden Olympic title alongside Matty Lee saw him claim the outstanding diver accolade. The triple European champion Molly Renshaw has retired from elite swimming, bringing the curtain down on a senior career that spanned more than a decade. And on the final day of the World Judo Championships, two-time Paralympian Daniel Powell produced the performance of his life to take a silver medal in the J1 under 90 kilogram category. Powell, who was competing at his second World Championships, was just beaten by Cyril Jeannard of France. Yes, them again in the final. Tokyo 2020, Paralympic champion Christopher Skelly finished fifth in the J2 under 90 kilogram category. So the Men's Football World Cup is taking place in Qatar. At the time of recording, England are still involved. But there is so much other sport going on around the world at the moment. Even as we approach Christmas, elite sport is taking place. And some of our best athletes, our best Olympians, our best Paralympians are in action. And hopefully... Over the last 20 minutes or so, we've comprehensively covered all of them because that is what we're about, shining the light, putting the focus on these guys week in, week out on Anything But Footy. And we'd love to hear from you. You can always get in touch with us at anythingbutf on Twitter. You can message us on Instagram and Facebook. You can, of course, get in touch with us via our website, anythingbutfooty.com, or drop us an email, anythingbutfooty at gmail.com.
Social Podcast Network.